0: Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. How are y'all doing? I felt a little weird there as I was rocking back and forth a bit too much, I thought. I'm, of course, your host, Marcus Urginez. I've got some games to talk about. Some I'm pretty excited to talk about. Some I'm surprised by how excited I am to talk about. It. As well as some news regarding Attack the Backlog and Pixelated Sausage in general. Oh, so exciting! Not really, but maybe. The Xbox business update happened last week. And as you can maybe tell by my forgetting what it was even called or referred to as... It was a big old fat nothing, nothing, nothing burger or whatever the kids say. 22 minutes or so of pretty much nothing. A big old waste of time. It was clear, I think, when it was first announced that that was going to be happening later in the week. Bill Spencer said this was something they've been planning for a while. And that may be true. But it is, or it was clear that they were in no way ready for it to be now. I got a little annoyed listening to people talk about it or live react to it when being confused by Phil's lack of revealing what the four games that are going multi-platform for now there may be more in the future of course but a lot of people were giving him shit about that and acting so confused as to why he didn't reveal them when he literally explained why i'm not saying it was a good reason or that we should like the reason for his lack of revealing them i wasn't fond of it i thought it was weird to say yeah so we've got this business update we know people are freaking out and people are worried about games going multi-plat but i just want to tell everyone right now just four games it's just four games i can't confirm they're not indie or starfield but what are the four games not gonna tell you and of course the explanation was these developers studios etc have had plans on how they were going to reveal it of course we had hi-fi rush in the direct i believe i didn't watch the direct but I, i believe it was revealed there becoming a switch and i'm assuming the rest of the cases are similar and there may even be contracts in place so he couldn't have revealed them we may not like that he didn't tell us but it was clear that this was not planned to happen now but there were circumstances that made them feel they needed to get out there and try and lessen the flames at least a little bit they did say that they are still committed to hardware big old deal, whoa, the next generational fucking thing they make is going to be the biggest jump in generational history fucking, okay, sure, fine, whatever. Nothing about a handheld device. There was nothing really super exciting, other than hey, four games are going to be going multi-plat, Rush is one of them, Pentamid is, of course, the other one, and then no confirmation yet, but Grounded, and Sea of Thieves for the other two. And he talked about how the plan, plan right now is games that are on the smaller side or have run their course, community base could use an influx of that or revitalization in that sense. Which makes it seem weird. Maybe they just want to do four right now, but it feels like given the, the service side of things, the community side of things, that Killer Instinct would have made even more sense to go than grounded because grounded is a cool game. I'd like to play more of it, but I don't know how many people are really that excited about checking out. Whereas a lot of people who are in the fighting community really like killer instinct and the fighting community is on PlayStation. Just seems like that would make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And then I still feel very strongly that the Master Chief Collection and a Potential Gears Collection should go on other platforms for the reasons I said. I don't want to remake the joke, but I'm going to. I still think it would be funny. Don't know if I said this last episode because my memory. If the Master Chief Collection came to the Switch and could only handle the original graphics versions of those games so that that version was only the original visuals and not the updated visuals. I think that would be hilarious, but that was it really. I continue to think Matt booty is not the greatest on camera personality. He might be good behind the scenes doing whatever the hell he does. But in terms of being on camera, he he comes across the least likable for lack of a better word he doesn't seem like a bad guy or anything he just when he talks about xbox i feel or i see more of a business person in him even though they're all business bill spencer everyone on playstation nintendo they're all about business let's not fool anyone as much as we might like the things that come out of these companies or whatever we're all dollar signs to them PlayStation fanboys, you Nintendo fanboys, fangirls, and fan... queer people, fan non-binaries, all y'all. All of us. We're just dollar signs. But it was a big old fat fucking nothing. Waste of fucking time. But in terms of news regarding the site, I have decided, I don't know if I'm gonna do a standalone video like this or the attack the backlog feed I might just so there's something on the direct feed explaining the change but after what is it I can't remember five and a half or so years 141 episodes including the second runs that were on off weeks I have decided to stop releasing a the Backlog on the schedule of every other week, every other Sunday, that is. Because over the last few years, it's become less of what it was created for and more of a, what game can I play now? What What, what can I do to make a video in time? And the whole point of the series to begin with was I have all these games in my backlog that I really want to play. This is a great excuse for my ass to actually get up and play them. So the plan is, and I don't know exactly how scheduling is going to work, timing and all that stuff, but the plan is to return to streaming because I think that would actually be good for my mental health. And one of the things that has been really impeding me for such a long time is the schedule of attack the backlog and feeling imprisoned by it and then it leading to me playing a bunch of games that i don't like that aren't that good but are short and then there are a lot of just negative episodes because of that with the occasional outlier so the plan is to return to streaming Weekdays, always give myself the weekend off. I want to try and do that because I think it would be healthy to just give myself off days where I'm not thinking about anything. But to play the games, I want to play for a tat the Backlog and stream them and not worry about a schedule so that even when I was playing games that I did like or open-ish games... I would play them in more of a mainline way that I wouldn't normally. So if I were to, say, start playing Starfield for, which at the backlog, I would play it in an inorganic way for me, which is to mainline it and try to get to the end as fast as possible. Whereas I could spend 100 hours in a game like that and make very little story progress, very little mainline quest progress, so on and so forth because that's what I like to do. I like to explore worlds. I like to take my time. I like to play games in in a much more casual, at my own pace sense. And I haven't done that in such a long time. So I'm excited about that. And even making the decision to do this, has lifted this weight off my shoulders that has made me feel better about just everything in a way I haven't felt in a very, very long time, which was the sign to me that this is the right decision. And ultimately, I think it's going to lead to better episodes of uh, the Backlog whenever they come out, however they come out. I think people will enjoy the return to streaming. I'm not sure if I'm going to dual stream or just stick to YouTube. I feel like YouTube is the way to... Because I, I I don't, I don't want to put chat in the in the actual stream. So it, it would be me talking to people in multiple chats, but you wouldn't see it on screen. So people on YouTube wouldn't be able to see what people on Twitch are saying and vice versa. I don't know if I really want to do that. And I like YouTube. I, I like... I like... Just like in real life, sticking to one partner. And Twitch is kind of shitty. Not that YouTube's some wonderful place either. But returning to streaming, I think, will be nice for people as well. And if I'm playing at my own pace, I think I would be, and not worrying about schedules and stuff like that. I think the stress of, Dealing with chat and stuff of that nature won't be as big of a problem either. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see about that. But that is a plan as well as that with that 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 lifting of the weight of the attack the backlog schedule is gonna open up so many things. And I'm I'm excited to do some art streams when the new iPad pro comes out, I'm so excited about that because of the OLED screen. But this is stuff that is, uh, a, a moving, not platform, but this is stuff that is still percolating in my brain as to how everything is going to work moving forward and what is going to be happening. But I'm excited and I hope, uh, you're excited by that news as well. But enough about that. Let's get on to what I've been playing. Because that's what we're here for, right? And the games for today include... <laughs> Enshrouded, Quamp 2, Truck Driver, The American Dream, Froggy, A Retro Platformer, Edge of Reality, and A Time Traveler's Guide to Past, Past, past Delicacies. Let's start with Enshrouded, which is a game that's gotten quite a bit of talk already after Pal World had its little timeless spotlight and Shrouded had its time. But I think it's kind of passed. I had a very wrong idea of what this game is. I, based on what I heard about it, thought it was going to be way more survival game-ish than it is. Is and maybe those aspects are more in place when you play on a public server or come into play later down the line. But I've played a few hours of the game so far. And it feels very breath of the wild meets Dark Souls E. In a way, I really, really enjoy. This is an early access title. Steam, oh, I, I don't know if it's on other PC platforms other than Steam, but I'm playing on Steam. And it is early access, got a code for it. The immediate thing I, I thought when I jumped into it was wow, this game looks really good. And it runs really well. I'm playing it on all Mac settings. There are occasional hitches here and there, which is what, if you were wondering, and she got me wondering about, maybe I should upgrade my monitor from the cheapo. This is the kind of monitor offices would buy in bulk for their employees on the lowest level monitor. And maybe a G-Sync, FreeSync, whatever monitor. Maybe I should do that. I could lower the game settings, of course, but it wasn't. It wasn't so freaking or anything to to be uh, impeding my my enjoyment of the game. But it looks really good. And the animations are smooth. It feels great. Native controller support. I, I have no doubts that this is going to make its way to consoles and maybe get a second life then. Because it feels already like it would be great on consoles. And could come sometime soon to Xbox, potentially, because Xbox is open to early access titles, whereas PlayStation isn't, except for the exception of Fortnite. But it's very polished for an early access game, and I'm not sure what the roadmap is. I didn't look at it to see how long they expect to be in early access before hitting 1.0. But I would assume that maybe just... End game content or stuff of that nature is what they're working on now because the world is pretty fleshed out. The way it works is that you are some person who has been, I, I, I'm not sure if you were born for this or you were converted to this, but there was some elixir that fucked up the world. I didn't pay that much attention to the story because it wasn't that super engaging. But there are are some world building things and notes and stuff that I'm finding. I'm, I'm growing more and more interested as I play. But you come out of this furnace looking thing. I think you're called a Fireborn or something of that nature. You come out of this kind of vault then area and you are revealed to the world in a very Breath of the Wild way. Which is when I first was like, damn. This looks way better than I was expecting. And it's like a survival game where... Okay, you've got nothing. Go collect some resources. Do some crafting. And all that jazz. But unless I'm missing something, there's no need to worry about hunger and thirst and energy or anything of that nature just your health and if that's the case it's so it feels like such an accessible survival game i I, i'm i'm confused by what i've heard people talk about because i swear they've talked about having all that stuff in there and maybe i i just i'm very early on so we'll see but you then just go and explore you're given quests do to to start to get you understanding the world and everything going on one of the main mechanics, things that makes it unique I guess is that there are these shrouded areas, these these shrouded areas that you can only last a certain amount of time in there before I would assume you go insane and die or things come after you, I'm not sure because I've never stayed in one long enough to find out what happens because I'm not crazy I want to live, I want to survive and in some of the larger areas, you'll come across these capsule-like devices that will refresh the time, your allotment in, in the area, which is nice. But you're just doing your main survival things, but it all feels very streamlined to to make it accessible and, and enjoyable for people who don't like the hassle and the cumbersome nature of a lot of these games. Cause I, I really want to get into these games. I tried Ark, I couldn't get into it. I tried Conan Is it Conan Exiles, couldn't get into it. Of course I, I famously couldn't get into Breath of the Wild, which is its own thing. But that is this this game Inshrouded has has made me say maybe Breath of the Wild is the game to play first in this new attack the backlog path I'm taking, maybe it's finally time to give that uh, the second shot I've been meaning to for a long time. But when it comes to crafting, collecting resources, anything you don't need to chop down with an axe or mine with a pickaxe, stuff of that nature, just a little bush that gives you twigs or rocks for stone, just click on them, boom, in your inventory. There's no need to worry about encumberment. Uh, you just have to worry about... You have a limit to how much you can carry. So, how many slots you have in your your current... When, when you first get in the game. But there's a gigantic skill tree. And I'm sure there will eventually be something I can unlock to give myself more space on me. You have two... Active bars for, for items that you can go without having to go into the pause menu and, and access your inventory. The combat feels really nice and fluid. Very Dark Soulsy in that you lock on enemies with the right push of the analog stick. And then you attack with the X button. Dodge roll with the B button. Simple, straightforward stuff. Feels pretty good. The The main shrouded enemies are pretty easy to deal with. But once you start getting into human characters who have more varied and wild and elaborate attack patterns, combat gets a bit more challenging, which is nice. But it's just... It... It kind of feels... Because the, the world also given the density of it and the stuff to find it almost feels like a game that and especially since you don't need a switch for it if you're someone who wanted to like Breath of the Wild and bounce off it maybe I just got the grappling hook I haven't unlocked the glider yet but the grappling hook makes it easier to get around to certain areas and and access shortcuts which is nice and the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll end on because I'm still I I, I want to play so much more, but I also want to wait until it comes out on consoles so I can get them achievements because I'm an achievement ho ho. I was so engrossed in this game, which I haven't been in a long time, and I don't know if it's solely the game or this. This feeling of relief from the attack the backlog decision. But as I was playing it, I was exploring these ruins and a rat came out of nowhere and jumped me. And I recoiled in terror. A fucking rat in Enshrouded scared the shit out of me. I was so in it and I was just having a great time and then this fucking rat came out of nowhere piece of shit bastard and i killed him and then another one came out i was uh, i was following where the rat came from i'm like ooh, maybe it was guarding something of course it'd be another fucking rat was i expecting there to be another rat yeah was i still scared by the second rat fucking yes I'm, i'm ashamed to say it but yes i was but the crafting is very simple, too. It's quick. You just go in the menu, say craft this, and then it just happens. There's no bar to fill up. It just there. It's done. You want to craft something, press the button, done. You don't have to wait for a bar to fill up. I don't think you can. I didn't see an option to craft multiple of something. So if you have a bunch of twigs, I think is what turns into string. You can't say, I want to make 10 strings right now. If you have enough resources. You still have to do it one at a time. But since it's just instant. Not a big deal. But uh, I got the. The not craftsman. The blacksmith at my camp. And you have the these. Uh, one more thing is that. You build this. One of the first things the game tells you to do. You build these stone. Not fireplaces. But these kind of. I'll just call them fireplaces. Fireplaces and you drop them down to create an area where you can build inside of them, and then you can drop those all over the place and fast travel to... I don't know if you can fast travel between them yet, but you can if you're out in the wilderness, fast travel back to the last one you used, which is nice, and that's sort of like the campfires at at Dark Souls. So you, you can fast travel back to them. You just respawn at them. But I'm really, really liking it and like i said it's it's very casual friendly very accessible and while i have you can play it in your own private server by yourself or do online in public servers or host your own server i'm enjoying it so much that i'm i'm curious about playing with randoms and might do it i'm a little nervous if any of y'all people want to maybe do something together let's see but that that's enshrouded really really like it on Steam early access very very polished for an early access game again I, I don't know exactly what the roadmap is and, and maybe it's just adding more content to the game but as it stands right now I think it's a very very polished enjoyable worthwhile early access title if you' not if you're, if you're willing to, to play a game in, in, in an early access state, I think it's a very, very good early access title. But then next is Quomp 2, which I forget the backstory if this is a sequel to what was a kind of spiritual sequel to Pong, and this is a new version of a Quomp game that uh, came out way back in the day. I can't remember the whole history behind it, but it takes Pong and puts you in control of the ball. It starts off with these two paddles, classic Pong, style, and the square ball peg going back between the two. And you, you're just watching this thinking, okay, when's when's the game going to start? What's What's happening here? And as you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, And maybe you're getting a little tired and sick of watching this. The ball starts sweating to try and prod you into maybe pressing some buttons on the controller. And then you do. And you find out that you can control the movement of the ball up and down by pressing the A button. And then you learn that if you hold the right trigger, that that initially fills up the, the block with the color blue and turns it into a ball and that fills you up with a boost essentially that allows you to break through certain things move objects as you get later into the game and interact with other objects in the world but the entire game is built around those two mechanics i don't know if they add any more i would hope not but i've gotten through the first area beaten the first boss and played a bit of the second area and it's very very cool and neat and unique but also incredibly frustrating and a game that needs you if you are you're interested to have patience because it it's going to frustrate you because all you're doing is manipulating the ball's trajectory up or down and utilizing that boost mechanic to break through blocks that are colored blue and, and clearly showing you they're destructible or moving big squares that are highlighted in blue or moving over these whirlpool-like things that you can get sucked into when you're build on your boost meter and then it'll push you out into one of two angles depending on the angle at which you entered that whirlpool and so on and so forth. And it's... It's really fun because of the different nature of the way you play it, as opposed to most platformers. But because of the way it works, there are many instances where you might miss something ever so slightly, and then you end up getting stuck on a path backwards down the level, and then you have to hit a wall and then get yourself back to where you, it it can get very frustrating and annoying there are a decent amount of checkpoints, but it's a game where one little mistake can send you back to the checkpoint, and that could that can happen a whole bunch of times where you have to be very, very precise, and then you just keep getting one little bit off here or there and have to redo sections over and over and over again. And I didn't mind this because I enjoyed the mechanic enough to make up for that frustration that I was feeling, especially in certain areas. I I, was, I almost hit the boiling point. But I think it is such a unique mechanic that... And, and the levels are fairly short. They're starting to get a bit longer. I'm not sure if that's going to continue as I keep playing more and more and more. But right now, I, I'm I'm digging it and i think it's worth at least checking out. This is the kind of game that i don't know if there's a demo, maybe there's a demo on Steam. But this is the kind of game that i think really needs a demo. Because it is such a unique way of playing that i could easily see people looking at it and thinking immediately this this does not sound like i don't like i don't like the way this sounds so i'm just not going to bother. And I think you would gain more people who check out a demo and find out, despite some frustrations, they really like the idea of it and want to explore more of it. As opposed to those who play it and were maybe planning to buy it and then play it and say, I don't like this. And then don't buy it. But I like it so far. That's that's Quamp 2. Next is Truck Driver, The American Dream. This is a very narrative heavy truck driving simulator type of game that starts off in a very interesting way that got me kind of excited about the possibilities. But then even in that opening, it didn't feel fully formed and wasn't as exciting as it should have been it starts off with you driving through a thunderstorm with a tornado happening and while you're trying to get to the shelter one structure gets hit by lightning presumably and explodes and it just it's a way more thrilling opening than your traditional hey they got some cargo go fucking here's your starting game you started here now go we'll take this shit somewhere and drop it off. So that was exciting, but the actual opening didn't it didn't really go all in on that. There weren't things flying across the windshield or or stuff that either the 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 tornado never passed the road or anything of that nature. There weren't any flying cows or they could have they could have gone a little crazier with it, I'm saying. But then after that It becomes a bit more traditional. There are three graphical settings. I think quality, locked to 30, quality with an uncapped frame rate, and then performance. Both quality modes don't feel particularly good. But more so than that, the visuals seem like they're drowning in filters because when I put on the performance mode making the game feel a lot better I thought it looked better because it was just a much cleaner image so I don't know if that's a, a bug or or that's just the stylistic approach they took but then the the control of the truck feels very very loose the story is not particularly good it's a little glitchy especially in the quality mode you have your your antennas on the top of your truck uh, on your is it the cab is that what you call the 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 truck part of it not the the back in quality mode they look more like hot air blowing out of the top of your truck and distorting the image in a really weird way but it's It just is another one of those games that it's more frustrating than other ones that don't end up being all that great just because I think they have some interesting ideas in there. And the idea of pushing this narrative could be something. But it doesn't really come together. And it it makes me, I I don't know if such a game exists, but a storm chaser type of truck driving game or whatever driving game that could be that could be cool maybe cool maybe that's what that uh pacific drive is that what it's called game will deliver i really 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 want to play that that's one of the games i've been most excited about that just came out i I forgot i I wanted to see if i can get a code for that because i'm very interested in that game that's truck driver the american dream not so much of a dream i guess then a froggy retro platformer is a very simple black and white 2d side scrolling pixel art platformer that may look to be on the super meat boy scale of challenge but it is much more inviting much easier much more of a casual one of those comprised of only 50 levels very easy to get through i Got through the game in maybe thirty minutes, if that. I'm not exactly sure, but it was enjoyable. It didn't didn't frustrate me at any point. I just played through it, had a good time. Wish there was more than just the one single track looping over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That has a very weird build up to a drop that initiates the loop, and it it just doesn't. It does not earn that build up to a drop it doesn't earn that there's nothing exciting about the game to to lead to that and it just happens randomly and you're, you're hearing the song start to build up build up build up and then drop and then the loop starts over and you're wondering when you'll ever hear another song but it's perfectly pleasant and a super easy 2000 achievement points that I don't understand I don't understand how achievement points work anymore because there's no title update that came with it there's no DLC or anything. So it just launches. It's a $5 game, I think. Maybe it's $10, but I'm pretty sure it's $5, given its length. But how the fuck does it have 2,000 achievement points? Does it have two platinum trophies on PlayStation? I doubt it. And weren't, they, weren't there rumors of Xbox playing around with doing some kind of platinum trophy type of thing with achievement? Weren't they going to talk about like Where's that in the business update? I guess it's not business. That's just Xbox. There's no money in that. So who cares? But I, I don't understand the achievement... System anymore. It, doesn't, it, it feels very fucking whatever here. Do whatever the hell you want. But that, that... Froggy or retro platformer... Good time. Short time, but good time. And some easy achievements if you like them achievements. Then Edge of Reality is... A visual novel... Where you play a young man who works as an appraiser, I believe, at a pawn shop. And a woman in black comes in, drops off this brooch. This this brooch in the shape of a spider. Tells you, just take it. I don't, I don't want any money. Just take this. I, I want you to take this. So you do. And then the day after, this vampire looking dude with shifty eyes. Comes in and says, Hey, would you happen to have a spider shaped brooch? Can I buy it? 15000 And you can decide if you want to sell it or not sell it. I just said sell it because I didn't give a shit. And then, of course, the day after, a lady comes back. She's like, Oh, do you, do you still have the brooch? I need a brooch. And then you tell her, yeah, you, can, you, can, you don't have to tell her, but I told her because I didn't give a shit. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, no. Uh, the one person I was trying to keep it away from has it now, and I'm like, "Fucking what? you shouldn't have fucking just given it to me. What do you expect? You didn't tell me, here, you take this, but just one stipulation. If a fucking creepy dude with a creepy smile comes in and offers you a ridiculous amount for this, don't take it, because it's bad. This is going to be bad. Don't do it. You didn't tell me anything. You just said, take this. So, the, th- the thing about it, as, as flippant as I am about uh being about it right now is that i kind of i I thought the art was pretty all right and the base story and these characters i was kind of feeling but the writing is bad it's it's very poorly written or poorly translated i'm not sure i don't know what the original language it was in i saw on the steam reviews because this came out on steam in 2020 i believe that in that version, I don't know if that still exists or if it, whatever, but there was a, a way to play it with the original language and the translated text, so that you can maybe potentially learn as you're playing, which is kind of neat. But they said that it didn't work all that well, or that, or that, given how poorly translated it seems to be, it probably wouldn't be that helpful in all actuality. But it's a bummer because. As anyone who's followed me for a long time knows, I'm not the biggest visual novel person. So when one has some elements that are kind of working for me, or maybe it's again the attack the backlog thing making me feel more open to games, but whatever, I, I was I, I was playing it, wishing the writing wasn't as bad as it was because I wanted to like it. And I, I know it's on the shorter side. If you want to just get it and not bother with anything and just guide your way through all the achievements or, or trophies or anything of that nature it won't take you that long to do that that's an option if you want But I was I was bummed because I was like yeah hey, I kinda I, man close but no cigar and then a time traveler's guide to past delicacies maybe thinking well there's no way the game could be as weird as that title right uh you'd be wrong this is a fucking I don't know what this game is there's a bunch of FMV type of shit where people in sock puppets talking to you in not bad voice acting and the the humor is a little offbeat and weird in a way that I kind of dig I I think the game has a certain charm to it however the actual act of playing it is fucking awful it's a mixture of a whole bunch of random shit you've got cooking sections which are just you getting some ingredients on a screen and then how you do that is that you'll have a blender or maybe you'll have a pan or whatever fucking thing that you're supposed to drag the, the ingredients to and then you just click a button that makes them magically form out of nothing like a fucking, what the hell's the Star Trek thing called as I smack remotes on under my table the, 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 the replicator you just make this shit and then you just fucking drag it and the game does not do a good job of recognizing when you're clicking on something and wanting to drag it it's a fucking finicky mess at least on gamepad uh, on controller, maybe it works better with a mouse and keyboard, or a mouse specifically for that stuff. And then you'll have sections where you're moving through this isometric area on the on this tile-based type of thing, just going and collecting ingredients, then pressing a button to let this evil being fall to their death, presumably, and then you go drop it into the giant pan. In this platforming, not platforming section, that is just, okay, why am I doing this? And then there was a first person photography area where you go around, there's some dinosaurs and some fucking weird cavemen, freaky looking things. And you take pictures of question marks or exclamation marks. I can't remember which one they were. It's just fucking, what is this game? I don't know. I hate playing it. But there's something oddly charming about it. So do I keep playing it? I, I didn't opt to keep playing it, but there's something to it. it it's it, it's weird in ways I can dig. It's just too bad that the game itself, the, the underlying game is bad in all aspects. The cooking part sucks. The cooking part especially sucks. That platforming, not platforming thing, was just stupid as hell, and the the photogra- the photography photography bit wasn't challenging or particularly exciting or, or very objective based or anything. It was just whatever. I'm in this area, take pictures of these blah blah marks. That was the most that was the most enjoyable from a gameplay standpoint part of the game, where I was seeing dinosaurs and thinking, "This is weird." seeing these cavemen move around doing their thing, thinking, this is weird. I kind of like it, but it's, there's nothing really to it. It's just a weird, weird game. That is, again, a time traveler's guide to past delicacies. But that is it. That is all. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I... What am I doing? That's so, so... No. Blah. 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 As always, well let's just let's let's go right all the way back to the be- the beginning. Not the beginning of the show, hell no. That will do it for this here episode of the Pixelay Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus, and as y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you enjoy this here show or any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can support me and my nonsense over at patreon.com slash PXS. In addition to the Patreon, you can find links to the site, the YouTube, the Discord, and so much more over at pxsausage.com that is it that is all as always thank you for watching or listening I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have both a wonderful rest of your day a lovely rest of your week and a wonderful weekend but for now adios arrivederci bye bye